Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Find Your Voice podcast. My name is Freya Casey, just in case you don't know me yet. I'm actually a professional singer and vocal coach, and I absolutely love what I'm doing. I've been performing my entire life, and I love helping others discover the awesomeness of their own voice. Um, I have decided actually to venture out into some different areas. You may think it doesn't have a lot to do with singing, but your mind is so powerful. It's a very, very important for singers, extremely important in order to have any confidence in front of people, but also in order to make any progress at all. Your voice is a very personal thing. It's very vulnerable when you go there, when you allow someone to critique you and possibly put yourself in a position where you can be criticized. That takes a strong mind and a very specific mindset. If you're watching this as a video, you will already know the announcement that I'm about to make. Now, for everyone who's still listening just on the audio, I have decided to put this podcast out both as a video and an audio podcast. The audio podcast you can find on all of your favorite podcast apps, and it's just going to be an audio file. Uh, I listen to Overcast, for example, and it's going to be in your library if you are subscribed. And if you would like to watch me already, um, if you would like to watch me also, and I'm not going to edit these, and are just going to be raw and real, you can go to my YouTube channel. It is also named Find Your Voice, and there you can watch the video, because sometimes I might just want to show you something. And if you want to see my face, of course, you can watch there. I want to give you some updates and also I want to talk a little bit about money mindset. Now the title of the show is Money is the Reward for Solving Problems. I will be talking about my updates here and I will continue to give you updates because I want to encourage everyone here and I want to prove to everyone here that pretty much everything that decides like the the mo major deciding factor in how much money you're going to make and how successful you're going to be in life is going to be determined by your mindset. I have a coach and I invest a lot of money in my work, you know, with him. I also am part of another mastermind group. If you are just watching the video, if you found it on my YouTube channel, you might want to just jump over to the audio file, um, you know, to the archives of the Find Your Voice podcast, uh, which is also, well, I'm going to put it on the website. It's not there yet. I'm going to put the archive there. But you can listen to some of my story, listen to episode one, and then listen to the episode where I talk about 50 things that I want. That list of what I want may change sometimes, but I want to document my journey and what is it that I'm doing to achieve all the dreams that I have. And I want to talk a little bit about money. I have talked about this before. A lot of times we are taught as children all these sayings like money doesn't grow on trees and I don't have money coming out my ears. Money is the root of all evil, which by the way is not in the Bible. It's the love for money is the root of all evil. It's when you make money a god, if you, when you make, when you worship money. But here's the thing. In order to do things and in order to do good and in order to provide for a family, for example, you need money to do that. And all the things that I want in my life mainly serve the purpose of living the life of my dreams, which 
I don't really care about material things. I don't care about jewelry. I don't care about clothes. I wear probably the cheapest clothes, the most, most practical clothes ever. I don't really put makeup on, except when I'm on video, I put a little bit of makeup on. I don't just, I really don't care about these things. They're not important to me. And also, well, I do care about some tech stuff, but only because what it allows me to do. For example, if you're watching this on video, I'm now using my DLSR camera, which I've actually had for years, my Canon EOS, uh, EOS 70D. It's a great camera and it's just been sitting there and occasionally I will use it. I have a couple of others that I use to make my YouTube videos. And you know what? I decided to hook it up as my webcam. I found that it's actually quite easy. And now I re can record with that. And the audio, um, the video quality is so much better. I'm also in the process of like, I want to buy a Rodecaster Pro 2, which um, it's a device that you can hook up all the microphones to. You put it, you know, on your computer and you can have some effects on there but also you can just have a compressor on there. It's going to make the voice sound better and more present and more centered. And especially for singing, I think I'm going to have different settings so that I can switch back and forth between a singing setting and a speaking setting, which it they just require different things, you know, to sound the best. And I only care about the tech, which does cost money because it allows me to put out better quality content. Um, that's why it matters to me. And one of the things, of course, that I will share today also that I'm working on is getting into a new house. I'm extremely blessed. I love the house that we're in. All of my three children were born here at home. That is very special. So my older daughter already said, we're never going to sell this house, are we? And I told her, no, we are never selling this house. If we ever do move and we have a different house, we're going to rent this out. Uh, we live in a very coveted area. Let's just say that. Families always look for places to live here and everybody wants to rent a house or buy a house. But there are usually, not, there's nothing available. So whenever, if I put my house on the market for rent, people are so going to jump on it. And I can get a really good, um, you know, if I can have a good renter, this will be great. So Here's my update when it comes to the dream of having a new house, a new home. Let me go back a little bit. Why do I want that new house? I recently talked to my coach about it, and it's really interesting that his wife, you know, years ago, wanted the same. She wanted a new house. And they had three children just like me. And he said, but why? Why do we need, like, you know, why do we need a new house? They didn't have enough space, but also... Her story was very similar to mine. And here's my story. The reason why I've always had such a desire to have the house where everyone feels welcomed, everyone feels understood, everyone feels secure and cozy, and that's the place where everyone wants to hang out. Uh, I may have shared this story before, but I was raised in a family that it was very back and forth. I had amazing parents. My mom was my anchor and my dad was amazing when he was sober, but unfortunately he had a really bad alcohol problem. And so basically every single day he was drunk 
and whenever he was drunk every single day, he was very hateful. He never beat me or anything like that, but he beat my soul and my spirit. He was very, very mean. He said a lot of very hurtful things, and I was just a child. I didn't understand some of the things he was saying, but what I did understand was that he hated me in that moment. And when you are told as a child that you are good for nothing, you are a leech, you just cost money, you feel like you shouldn't even be there. That's not a great feeling for a child. I sometimes thought, I wish I were not here. It hurts so much. I literally thought my heart was breaking. I thought, I'm about to die because I can literally feel my heart hurting. I think my heart is breaking right now. You know, as a child, you hear that term, um, your heart breaks. You literally think the heart breaks into pieces. And I felt like, I think my heart is breaking right now. I think I'm going to drop dead. It scared me, but also it was like, I think there's no other way. <laughs> it makes me almost cry when I think about it, because when I think about these things, it just, it's almost like it triggers this, it, it transports me back in time. So I'm not going to talk about that side of it too much. Uh, music was always what saved me. Music was an outlet. Music, I would sit at the piano and invent songs and just compose and sing out. And they were very melancholic. But when I did that, it felt like a companion to me. And later on, my horses were my companions. Every time, this makes me almost tear up because I, I feel like I felt back then when my dad was really hateful and he would gripe at me. Basically, it made, he made me sit down for a couple hours and told me all the hateful things. And then he started feeling very sorry for himself. And I just cried and cried and cried for a couple hours. And he just wouldn't stop. Ooh, you know, after he was done, and he said, you know, on command, he's like, okay, now give me a hug. Everything's okay. I mean, <laughs> I was not a robot. But when I had my horses, I had five horses back then. Three of them were at home. I would go to the horse stables and I would just lean on my horses. And you know, when they eat, like they eat the hay on the ground. When you lean on that horse, you can hear, you can literally like feel the when they're chewing up the, 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 the hay. And it felt so calming to me because a horse is a huge, big animal and they were warm and I could feel their movement and their heartbeat. And I would just put my ear on the horse's body and the horse was just calm. It would just eat away and it calmed me and it felt like there's someone there. They don't understand. And that's, that was exactly what was great about it because they were just carefree. And that was a great feeling to just come to the horses and be like, you know what? I'm just going to be for a moment. I'm not going to worry. No one's going to say anything to me. The horses accept me exactly the way I am. They have no opinion about anything. They just do what they do. And they just are just being. And I just wanted to just be for a few moments there. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think music was such a big thing in my life and why I had to kind of become a musician. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. 
Why am I telling you all these things? Because the reason why I want that home that I don't want like the luxury home, but I want a beautiful home that has space for all my kids' friends. And it's already starting to wear. Now my daughter, my older daughter is 10 years old. She's in fifth grade now. And she has a few friends now who, you know, I, I don't want to tell her like you can't be with them that much. But those children are from families that, how can I word this? For example, I'm just going to tell you an example. Um, last Sunday, my daughter talked to her friend on the phone and she lives in the next town. She doesn't live in our town. She lives about like six, seven minutes by car. So it's close. But you can't walk there. And the school is right where we live. It's very close. It's like five minutes walking distance from our house here. And her friend was on the phone with her and they said, oh, we're going to go to the swimming pool, the indoor pool. And I said to my daughter, that's amazing. That's awesome. You can go with her. Well, then it turns out, I thought maybe, you know, the girl's mom was going to go with them. It turns out, of course, her mom is not here right now. She's out of the country. And the five children are left at home with the grandma, but the grandma doesn't speak any German. Uh, they're from a different country originally. And they wanted to go with a bus. They wanted to go on the bus, go to like a town that's 10 minutes car drive from here and go to the indoor pool and spend the time there all by themselves, just two 10-year-old girls. And then the girl's sister would have picked them up. And I was like, no, uh-uh. You're not going by yourself. Uh-uh. I thought maybe the sister was going to go with you. The sister's 18. And I thought, well, or maybe she's 20. Not sure. But it would have been okay if the sister would have gone with them and be in there with them and then drive them home again. But all by themselves. And I'm like, no. And my daughter didn't understand. It's like, but my friend is allowed to do that. And I said, well, I don't understand how she can be allowed to do that. You're 10 years old. You know, it's a different thing when you're 15. I would let you go by yourself, but there's no one you know there. No. And there are a lot of things like that. That that girl, that friend of my daughter's, I, I don't know where what's going on in that family, but it's nothing I'm, I, I don't understand. You know, it's like, I want to watch my daughter. And you know what? That girl is very nice and very sweet. And I feel like she has, like, she feels a little bit lonely in her family sometimes. She has four siblings, but they all, she talks about her brother who plays video games all day and all night. He's 13 and he smokes at home. And I'm thinking, and like, your mom's allowing that? The parents are separated, but I'm like, and your mom is allowing that? Well, no, but he won't listen to her. And I'm just thinking like, okay, a 13-year-old, and so he smokes and plays video games all day and night, and all the mom can say is like, well, he won't listen to me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't understand, and I don't want my daughter to spend the night there. I have never even seen the mom, which is weird because that girl has stayed at our house overnight several times. If I'm going to have my daughter stay overnight anywhere, I want to know who are these people, what's going on in that house. And you know what? If there's a 13-year-old boy smoking there, I'm like, no, you're not going there. I'm sorry. Uh, you can visit for a couple hours, but 
you are not staying the night there. I'm sorry. I no. <laughs> um, maybe I'm overprotective, but I just don't feel right about it. I feel like when I have my child staying with someone, I want to know who these people are. And so that girl, I talk to her frequently and I feel like she longs for someone to talk to. And she asks me, I, I drove her home last night because again, I'm like, is someone picking you up? Well, I was going to take the train. I'm like, but it's dark. No, you're not, you're not going. And she's like, yeah, but actually I'm also scared to take the train. Now it's dark. I'm like, I I'll drive you home. My, my older daughter stayed with the twins for 15 minutes, watched my twins. And, um, I was like, no, you're not going home by yourself. I'm driving you. But while I was driving her, she, you know, we talked about, oh, the days are about to get longer again. And it's going to, you know, the sunrise is going to be earlier and it's going to be lighter later in the evening. And she asked me, why is that, that the days get longer and shorter? And I explained it to her, you know, with the axis of the earth, that sometimes um, the northern hemisphere is closer to the sun and that in the southern hemisphere, like in Australia right now, we're in Germany, it's uh, it's actually, they're just coming out of summer into fall and we are always uh, on the opposite. <laughs> and it was, you know, she always asked me these kind of questions and she loves talking to me and I want to be that home. I want to be that home where when I have the feelings like I don't know what's going on in other people's house, I want my daughter to be under my influence. I don't know what other people talk about and what they teach children, but I want to be the one who has an influence on not just my daughter, but maybe also have some kind of positive influence on her friends. I want our house to be the no-brainer place where everyone thinks like, I really want to go there because it's the coolest. I want to have ample space for all of my kids' friends. And I have three children now. When the twins are older, they, they're going to want to spend the night with friends and stuff. And, you know, when they're teenagers, I want them to hang out at our place because it's the coolest. I want to have space to have a beautiful outdoor area with a pool. We have a pool now, but I want to have like a nice pool where everyone just wants to hang out. Because as a child, I didn't have that safe place. I want my children to have that safe heaven, uh, safe haven that seems probably like heaven. And I want that home to feel that way. I want everyone to have their space and to feel like they can do what they want to do at home. And right now, our home here is really starting to get too small. I talked about it before. I don't want to, it's going to be forever this episode. So a few other things. Oh, what I wanted to say about the house, of course, before I continue on, is that I have these, these dream pieces of, of land where I could build a house. Now in Germany, you have to understand, you can't just build a house on any piece of land you own. It has to be land that is designated to have a house built on it. And then there are also rules. What kind of house can you build on there? Is it like a two family home or is it a single family home? Is it a multiple family home? They are actually building plans that, you know, you have to get permission to build whatever you want to build. And there are a bunch of rules. What kind of a um, roof shape you're allowed to have? All those things. But here in my town, it's really difficult to get a piece of land to build on. 
because they're just not available. Officially, there's nothing available. However, there are a bunch of empty lots. And I always walk through town, and I've been walking at that side of the town for months. And there are some pieces of land. There are like three pieces of land that are free in between houses. And I'm thinking this would be perfect facing south. And there are fields right there. It's at the edge of town. And there's not going to be any houses that direction. So I'm going to have a view onto the forest. And there's a castle on top of that hill. It's a beautiful view. And also, we wouldn't have neighbors that direction, but only, you know, on the sides. And I'm thinking that would be my dream. Those, any of those three lots would be my dream lot. So what I've done is talked to people who live close. I have some friends who actually live in the neighborhood there. And I asked them, I was like, do you know who owns these pieces of land? So they gave me a phone number. I have not called yet. Um, probably these people who own this land have received a lot of requests for like, don't you want to sell it? But you know what? I'm just going to try it. And maybe just because I'm me and I have a story and I can, it's not just anybody wanting to build like for profit, but it's me. I have three children. I'm a single mom. Um, I'm a musician. I'm a vocal coach. I coach singers from the entire world. And maybe they resonate with that. And I already found out about the people who own uh, some of the lots that they are, um, they used to be taking care of the forest here. And that's some of the forest that I always walk in every single day I have for years. And so we have a connection. That's one thing that I'm doing. Now, let me talk a little bit about some of the things I'm wanting to, that are coming up here. So number one, I also need money to change some of my studio setup. So what you can see here, there's my Bechstein piano on that side. There's my, um, which one? I have the Korg here. I also have a Kurzweil, but for some reason it's broken. Um, there's a Korg electric piano right here, a digital piano. And I'm having a Mac computer right in front of me. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but there is to the side of this here, there is um, a ring light where I can put my phone. That's what I use to give my daily feedback to all of my local mastery lab members. And then I have this uh, DSLR camera and I have this microphone here. You can see back there, there's a door, a glass door. And then I have uh, to my left, there is a glass door, which leads outside onto my terrace. And then on this side right here, right where the piano is, there is a window. And I want to change my setup right now. I'm kind of sitting in the corner a little bit. I want to have a desk that is two meters that is right in front of the window facing the window for best light. Of course, the sun comes out, uh, comes in that direction, but I'm going to have some shades. I can look outside the, outside the window and I have more space. And then I want to get the Rodecaster too. I have an Elgato Stream Deck already that I have purchased. I have not hooked it up yet. I just need a little bit more desk space to do all the things I want to do. Also, the backdrop, that direction is a little bit nicer. I have some shelves. I can style them nicely uh, this way the way 
if you're watching, you're looking at now, uh, well, you can see the piano and the, um, the digital piano, but it's not. I also want to have a pullout for the digital piano, right? Right now when I'm doing, um, videos, I would have to face, you know, not face the camera anymore in order when I do live streams in order to play something on the piano. And I want this to be built into the desk. So that is something I'm going to work on. And hopefully I will increase the quality of all the stuff that I put out. Uh, I think the DLSR camera already makes a big difference. Although I have noticed it seems like sometimes the audio and the video are not perfectly synced. And I think it's because the DLSR, DSLR, I never know which way, that signal, maybe it's more data intensive. And so because I'm recording into Zoom, it takes a split second longer for the signal to get there in comparison to the audio signal. So I don't know, there might be a solution to this, but uh, for now, this is just how it is, but I think the quality is increased. My revenue goals. Okay, and again, all the money just serves a purpose. And again, money is a reward for solving problems. When I, I thought about it, you know, should I even put this out to where more people listen to me and they hear like that business side of what I'm doing? Should I talk about how money, how much money I make? I do want to talk about it because the truth is, it's not that I want more money. It's just the money is the vehicle. Also, money allows me to just produce better quality content because I'm purchasing all these things to create good content. I want better sound and better video and better stream quality and all that. And I have a lot of ideas. I'm using a tool called Restream and you can invite guests. So while I'm live streaming, I can give everyone a link and then they can join me. I can kind of invite them into the room just like they would on Zoom, except I just give them a link while I'm live. And when they go to that link, they can join me and I could do like ask me anything kind of streams and things like this. So I have a lot of ideas. And again, I want to help solve problems. I want to help, um, you know, solve a pain that someone has. Like I want to sing better. I want to also start making money with music. And those are things that I'm venturing into. I have just started a um, putting out there that I am starting a workshop and I'm going to offer that more than once. The first one is April 1st and 2nd. It's going to be a lot about the mindset thing side of things when it comes to singing, all the blockages that someone may have that holds them back from really fulfilling their dreams. And that's why I'm doing this podcast because I just want to, I want to be a testament to the fact that it's your mind. Working on my mind has always opened the doors to find the way what it is that I need to take action on, but it starts in the mind. So by revenue, I did tell everyone that, let's see, we started in October. I started the coaching with my coach. Was it September or October? Somewhere around that timeline. And I think end of September, it might've been. Yeah. Right around the end of September. At that time I had just come out of, of course, last January, the twins were born and then until May, I didn't really do any work. Everything kind of ran on minimal autopilot. My team took care of the most important things. And then 
I hired my babysitter and she started coming. And then in November, she started actually coming every day. And on Wednesdays, she comes like the entire day. And that's when I could invest more time. And I started out when I hired my coach that was a big leap of faith because I pay a lot of money. I made at that time between three and four K per month. I had made more before that, but it was just because of I had just come out with a time with the babies and I couldn't work that much. Everything was on minimal, you know, and I set the goal to in November. No, it was October. I was going to make 6K. November was going to be 7.5. No. I would, my December goal was 10K, so I can't even calculate anymore. So it was 7K in October, 8.5K in November, and 10K in December. I reached all of those goals. And then in January, I thought an increase by 2K every month so that by May, I'm going to reach 20K. So in January, the goal was 12K. I reached that in February, the goal was 14K. Now I have to say this. I always look at my, um, my tool and I use Kajabi for all my backend stuff where my website runs out and all my courses, all my classes run on that. And February only had 28 days. So I always look at the revenue for the last 30 days to have a good comparison. So if I only took the 28 days of February, the revenue was right around 13,000 and some. But if I add my YouTube AdSense revenue, I have reached the 14K even just within the 28 days. Now, if I took the last 30 days, then I, I exceeded the 14K. Now, of course, February, no, March would be the goal of 16K. However, I'm setting the goal that I'm going to reach 20K. I don't know yet how. And again, it's all about providing value. It's not just about, well, I'm just going to make money because I'm so greedy and I just want money. No, I want to provide more value. And I have on YouTube, on my main channel right now, I have 231 and some thousand followers. And I have on my email list somewhere around 14,000, of which I can only send emails to about 8.5k because they have to double up in it's a european law you cannot just email someone unless they have specifically allowed you expressively allowed you to send them uh emails and so those people who double opted in it's just like 8.5k at this point i added 2000 new people um, in february to my email list that's because I did some things that uh, I learned in the mastermind group. Uh, it just worked so well. And it's all about providing value. It's not about like, give me more money. It's about providing value. And you know what? Here's the thing. One of my ma uh, vocal mastery lab students, or actually she was part of the uh, one month of opera class. She told me, Freya, I have been looking for a way to pay, to pay you for such a long time. And now you have finally offered exactly what I wanted to do, the opera class. 
And I, I just, I've been wanting to pay you money. I've been wanting to work with you. I was just waiting for the right thing. And see, that's exactly what I want. I want someone to, who has been wanting to work with me. I want to offer them exactly what they need so I can help them. It's all about helping. Money is a reward for solving problems. Um, and again, I'm not going to get a reward unless I help. If I help someone solve a problem or itch a scratch, you know, um, get rid of some pain in their lives, fulfill a dream, they're going to pay me by giving me money, you know. And that brings me to something that is just, you know, here's the thing. This is, this is how most people's mindset is. And that is why a lot of people don't ever reach their goals, why they don't ever make more money, why they don't ever really succeed at things that they want to do. I sent out an email to, I think to everyone on my email list. And in that email, I told everyone about an opportunity that would help them if they, you know, if they truly desire to make singing something that they can make money with, that they can live off of, if they truly desire that, if that is something that is very important to them, then I have a special offer for them. I cannot tell you how many emails we got. We got so many responses of people like, yes, that's exactly me. I, I want to quit my day job. I really want to sing. It's what I've always wanted to do. It's always been my dream. I want to bless people with my voice. And a lot of people told me their stories and how passionate they are to assure me that they are a great fit for whatever I have to offer. And you know what? <laughs> I sent out an email and I told them I was going to do a virtual version of the live workshop that's going to be in person April 1st and 2nd. But before I tell everyone about this and announce it officially, publicly, I was going to make a version of this workshop and offer to them instead of the $2,000 it's going to cost for an entire weekend where we immerse in all of my lifetime of experience of how are you going to make it big as a singer? And I'm not just talking about famous. I'm talking about how are you going to make a really comfortable living? How are you going to be appreciated and perceived as someone who's amazing? It's a lot about mindset. Your skill is one part of it. Granted, you have to be able to sing. But if you're just a decent singer and you can hit all the pitches right, I can help. Anyone can get there if they truly put their mind into it. And after all those emails and everyone assuring me they're so serious, they're dead serious about it. They're like, I, I would do anything. I sent out an email instead of the $2,000 for the in live in work person workshop. I'm offering you a virtual work version of it for $397. And you know what? Not a single one of those people who said and professed they were so serious took me up on that offer. This is to tell you as soon as you ask anyone to put any skin in the game. Now I could have offered it for free for $97. And you know what would have happened? I would have had all these people and I would have put in all of that work and effort. And you know what? They wouldn't have done anything with it because unless you put skin in the game, unless it's serious, unless something, you know, unless you really, you have to deliver results. It becomes a must. It's too comfortable. 
if you just allow yourself to stay in the comfort zone, I was like, well, if it had been for free, I'll do it. My experiences, whenever I offered something for free, people were not serious about it. Nope. Because they don't perceive it as valuable. If something costs $2,000, you are going to attract those people who are very dead serious. But really, if someone's going to not even invest $398 or $97 into tapping into a lifetime of someone's experience, who is where you really ultimately want to be, who has walked the walk, there's nothing more I'm going to say about that. Um, you can have your own opinion. Putting some skin in the game is extremely important. Now, I am in a mastermind group. I could probably have a mastermind group that's free by just maybe getting a few people together. But I'm paying a lot of money for that. I'm in, a, I'm in Chris Ducker's mastermind. He's based out of England. And it costs a lot of money. Plus, I'm paying my other coach that would do a lot of mindset work. So I'm paying two, two people a lot of money, a lot of money. But here's the thing. It has more than paid off and it has like more than paid me back when I invested. And you know what? If I hadn't invested, I could not have tapped into that experience and knowledge of these people who have gone before me, who have already achieved what I want to achieve. And again, I'm saying it again. It's not about being greedy and wanting more money just for money's sake. It's about money being that vehicle that will allow me to live the life that I truly desire. I'm going to wrap it up for today. And if you are not subscribed to my Find Your Voice YouTube channel, look it up and subscribe so you can also see my face. And if you want to listen to me on the go, if you don't have YouTube Premium, which that will allow you to listen on the go, even if it's a video, you could just turn it off and let it run on the background, in the background, and listen on audio. Uh, you can subscribe to my podcast, which runs on all your favorite podcast apps, also called Find Your Voice. Uh, one more thing I did want to add on my main YouTube channel, on the Master Your Voice YouTube channel, I'm going to start doing Mindset Mondays just like I do in my online singing school group, which is a private group of all the people who pay for my online singing school program, because I have just, I, I always see how much the mind is involved. It can make or break everything. So every Monday on my main cha mind channel, there's going to be something about mindset. It's going to relate to singing, but it's going to be about mindset and about all the blockages that keep everyone who sings well, it holds, holds you back from finding your true voice, singing in your true voice, daring to sing in your true voice, and all those things. Be blessed. Be blessed. Think big. And don't forget, you're not greedy if you want bigger, better things. God made us this way. Always dream big. And then take massive action. Bye now.